three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you guys are having a great and safe week so far. So I've got a review for this new movie, uh, Spinster, which I believe actually came out in 2019, but it got wide release here a couple, uh, about six, seven weeks ago in August. Uh, this film is directed uh, by Andrea uh, Andrea Dorfman. Uh which is a name I wasn't familiar with. Um, has directed a lot of shorts and some TV documentaries. Nothing that I'm uh, super familiar with. It's uh, written by Jennifer uh, D- uh, Dayel, who I'm going to go with. Uh, she also really not a lot of stuff to speak of as far as that's concerned. So Chelsea Peretti uh, stars in this. We, of course, know her as Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. If you've not seen her stand-up, Chelsea Peretti, one of the greats, I highly recommend you look it up on Netflix. It's as insane as I would imagine Chelsea Peretti is, just from watching and listening to interviews with her. It's it's a lot of fun, though, and well worth your time. But So I have to admit my ignorance here. I didn't know that spinster was actually a term. That was used for women. I had no idea this was actually a thing. I was like, oh, it's so cool. They came up with a new term for the movie. Nope. This is clearly apparently a thing. Now, granted, I know that I'm using Wikipedia. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But the term, uh, according to Wikipedia, is Spencer is a term referring to an unmarried woman who is older than what is perceived as the, quote, prime age range during which women usually marry. It can also indicate that a woman is considered unlikely to ever marry, which is so fucked up to even put out there, but I will get to that. The term originally denoted a woman whose occupation was to spin. So that that's, that's an act, again, actual fucking term. I never knew that this was a thing. So the thing, if you've listened to the podcast for longer than, you know, six months, uh, uh, let's say a year, because this year's a wash. Uh, but if you listen to the podcast for a little bit of time, you know that I am not a fan of, I would say, 70% of romantic comedies. I think they treat, sorry, let me backtrack. I know that they treat women like dog shit. They make women feel terrible about themselves. They treat women like if you have a job or career or just, you know, friends, but you don't have a man or you don't have kids, that your life is meaningless. That is not just what romantic comedies do. That's what society does to women. Uh, I only have so much time, so I will not go off on a whole rant about that, but that's a huge fucking problem that we need to fix. Movies like this are a nice first step, is what I'll say, because I will be the first to admit, as I was watching this with my partner, I looked over at Leia at multiple points. I'm like, oh, God, if they pull the shit at the end where she just finds a dude and all this is for nothing, I'm going to be really irritated. And I will be the first to admit they didn't go that route. I was like, oh, 
okay, you're actually going to kind of actually stick with what your premise actually is. So the movie itself starts off with uh, Gabby coming home and she's been dating this guy for, I I think they say uh, three months and he goes ahead and he's already started packing his shit. He's like, yep, I need to go. Um, I'm breaking up with you. So again, three months, that's really, I mean, that's not a long time. I mean, it's thankfully, but what makes that, (coughs) pardon me, what makes it so bad is that he breaks up with her on her birthday, which is really fucked up. Like you couldn't have waited a week so, or like a day. Uh, it, It was a really shitty look on the guy's part. And what I appreciate about uh, the opening scene um, before we even get to that is that uh, Chelsea Peretti, she's like a uh, she's like a wedding uh, like a baker. She's like a wedding coordinator, uh, or she helps with weddings. And she has a scene where this woman is being very, very pretentious to her, being very high class and just really being condescending to her. And you can tell that while Gabby loves what she does, or at least enjoys what she does. She's not going to take shit from anyone. And I appreciate that scene to go ahead and set the tone to the fact that Gabby actually does have some pride in herself, even though she is still discovering herself, which is not a bad thing, uh, boys and girls, by the way. You're allowed to fuck up even when you're almost 40, which is another thing that I uh, that films in particular, I don't think do uh, uh, that do a disservice to, to, to people in the sense of. They almost act like, oh, if you're 35, you need to have A, B, and C. Or if you're 40, you need to have this, this, and this. Like, she's still messing up because she doesn't know who she is. I mean, hell, I'll be honest. I'm 33. I'm still figuring out, but starting to become comfortable with the fact that, oh, I'm pretty awesome because I can do A, B, and C. And just from that perspective, I think the film, this film is well worth your, uh, well worth your time. Her sister... Uh, Amanda, who's played by Susan Kent. I haven't really seen her in anything. The thing that I, uh, one thing that I appreciate so much about this film is that Amanda and Gabby have genuine chemistry. They feel like sisters who, and they don't go too much into it. Uh, their dad, um, I believe, uh, Jack, played by Bill Carr, he's quite a, he's kind of a douche snozzle, and we'll, 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 we'll get to him in a second here, but. Gabby and Amanda. Amanda is married to this guy, uh, Nathan. Um, Nathan, uh, in one of the funniest lines in the movie, I want to say, I think it's Gabby who says it. Or actually, no, I think it's Amanda. Amanda, and this is her husband, keep in mind, goes, you know, Nathan's like club soda, all bubbles, no taste. And I was like, fuck, that's brutal. But that's a great fucking line. And the movie itself, above anything else, the movie is very witty. It, it's very much along the line of something like uh, Drinking Buddies or um, uh, oh, I'm think blanking the other Jake Johnson movie, uh, Digging for uh, uh, that movie. I'm completely drawing a, bl- a brain fart here, but it, it's very much in line with those sort of indie comedies where you would expect the writing to be kind of rapid fire. And this is something I'm gonna end up buying because a I just really enjoyed the film, but B, I know there were jokes I probably missed because I was just laughing so hard. And I was taking notes, obviously, uh, during it. Um, her um, 
Gabby has a brother, uh, and I cannot, uh, Alex, who's played by uh, David Rossetti. You've seen him and stuff. And what I appreciate, one of the things I also appreciate about this film is that while Gabby's figuring out her own shit, she's in the presence of people who are close to her who are having these sort of mini journeys on their own. Alex his, is getting divorced. Uh, they, uh, he has a daughter um, from his marriage that's ending, uh, Willow, uh, who's played by Charlie Boyle, who I thought did a great job in this. Gabby goes ahead and starts babysitting Willow because Alex wants to go ahead and be a stand-up comedian, but he's like an accountant. And like, apparently a really great one, but he's not fulfilled by what he's doing. And I, And above all else, that is something you can take away from this in the sense of, hey, you can have your day job to go ahead and feed, you know, your artistic side. And I appreciate that Alex, he even acknowledges, like, I'm not good at this yet, but I'm trying, I'm getting out there. And the thing is, I listen to old reviews sometimes and I go, oh my God, these are so bad. Not saying by any stretch that this is a finished product, but there's been evolution to, uh, even to this podcast. So I really appreciate the fact that Gabby, while she's busting his balls, and my God, does she bust his balls at multiple points during this film. Alex kind of deserves it, though, if we're being honest, but I appreciate the fact that they're almost bonding through the fact that she's going through his breakup, he's going through his breakup. Obviously, you know, his breakup has more immediate consequences because there's a child involved, but the fact that they can kind of bond over that sense of failure of being in something that you thought was going to be longer term. I, I found that interesting. I, I almost wish they would have explored that a little more, but at the same time, I think this movie knows that it's about Gabby first and foremost, which I don't think is a bad thing at all, but the film is very, uh, the, the, the film is very focused on Gabby, which it should be. Um, as far as, other stuff in the film um it's funny to see gabby go ahead and go into these different avenues of trying to uh to casually date because i mean i'll say for myself before i started seeing my partner that was something of oh like do i go to this bar do i go do i go out to a club do i use tinder what do i like what do i do what i what do i do and that pressure that not just society but that your friends unintentionally or not do put on you of oh wow you know hey i'm oh i can't hang out i'm going out with you know my girlfriend or my wife or whatever and having that sort of oh man like i don't want to be third willing it or whatever so you have that insecurity you know intentional or not because everyone and that is one thing i will say too is that when you are single it does feel like everyone that you know is in a relationship and that was something honestly in my mid-20s that I really did struggle with of, of having my self-worth tied into the fact that I wasn't in a relationship and that can be fucking damaging uh, whether you're, you're, you're a man or a woman. And I appreciate that the film takes its time to make the point of, look, you will drive yourself fucking crazy if you do that one. And two, the fact that it's okay to just be okay with not being okay. And I, I, movies in particular always, not, not always, but there's almost this sense of 
you have to be okay no matter what your circumstances are. And there are just these points where you can tell Bat Gabby is moving forward to just keep from falling into some sort of uh, just emotional trap uh, where she just can't get out of it or she doesn't won't have the motivation uh, to keep moving forward. She joins a uh, softball team, which is one of my uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. She is out in the outfield and she sees this guy who's also on the team. And he's bent over and the camera focuses on his uh, on his uh, on, on his butt. And she's like, oh, hi. And the ball drops right in front of her. And the guy that she was checking out just flips, uh, just flips the fuck out and just starts yelling at her like, are you playing or not? Are you playing or not? First off, those guys exist. And secondly, just seeing her kind of reaction of, wow, okay, I thought you were, I thought you were hot, but you're a total dick. And how she just walks off and just is yelling at this guy. First off, bravo to her because, again, they're, any sports team you're on, especially if it's like like community league like that, uh, or uh, you're gonna have that one person who's just like, I'm just here to kind of chill and have fun and get out of the house. Every team has it; you just have to deal with it. But I I, I laughed really hard at the fact that he was just such a dick to her. Um, so so there is a scene too early on, and Gabby, I, I want to say she's talking to Amanda and a couple of Amanda's friends and. Her her and uh, Amanda's husband, uh, Nathan. What I what I really appreciated about the scene in particular is that, um, and actually I apologize, uh, her husband's not Nathan. I think it's, um, oh, I, can't, I can't think of the husband's name. Dang it. Um, not, uh, I can't, I think, uh, actually I think it's Nicholas. I think it's Nicholas. But this scene in particular, it, has the whole conversation about having kids and look i will say for myself i used to want to have kids at a point in my life and now i'm just like you know i like recording and smoking weed and being a cat dad i'm like having a kid just isn't for isn't for me i am blessed to have friends that have beautiful wonderful kids and they will be spoiled i myself kids and eh, i'm good if at any point I was ever like, oh my God, I want to be a dad. I'd, I'd get another pet to be, <laughs> to, to be completely honest. But what I appreciate about the scenes that they have the kid conversation and everyone kind of gangs up on Gabby in a way that I went, oh man, I've seen this and I'm probably looking deeper into this than some people will. And that's fine. Um, start your own podcast. But I love the fact that everyone really does harp on her. Like, Oh, you're not having kids. Like how could you not have kids? Kids are amazing. And so, um, one of the, one of the people at the table kind of goes, there are kids in this, there are kids that could cure cancer. What if your kid cures cancer? And Gabby immediately torts back with, well, or my kid could shoot up at school if I had the kid. And then you're just like, eek, because a, that's some harsh fucking truth, but everyone really freaks out on her when she says that like that's not a possibility i mean it's a it's a it's a grim reality but it's true i mean that is a possibility that that could happen and the way that everyone does gang up on her and really tries to drown her out i found very ugly because of how real it is i i've had you know i've I, hell i've had people get on me for, for saying i don't want to have kids and how selfish that is and it's it's a real thing and this is just come from the male perspective. I've seen 
I've been in the room where some of my female friends have been questioned about that. Like, oh, you've graduated college. Are you having kids? Or, hey, you're almost 30. Are you going to have kids? Like, it's, it's, it's really, it's really unfortunate how much pressure we put on women just on that alone. And I won't even get into the age thing. But the film even addresses that where, you know, she's almost 40 and and everyone's kind of like, well, are you going to freeze your eggs? What are you going to do? And it's it, it, it's so it's so frustrating because you have these glimpses for Gabby where you go, oh, it might happen here. She meets this guy while she's uh, she takes um, Willow to go rock climbing, like indoor rock climbing, and she sees this guy, and the guy's like handsome dude. She's like, "Oh, hi!" And then his partner comes up, and she's like, "Fuck, okay." She ends up going to a chiropractor appointment. Her chiropractor uh, is cute, so she, you know, he's adjusting her and bending her, and <laughs> and she goes up to go and schedule another appointment. She asks uh, his secretary, "Oh, like, are you like, is he seeing anyone?" She goes. Yeah, he's married to me, and you're just like, oh, fuck, this is really, really intense, and just, she keeps hitting these walls where she's trying to go ahead and keep dating, and I think if there's anything that this movie really tells you is that when you focus on yourself, other, sh like, other shit will fall into place. There is this great line that Gabby has about, you know, what if you do the hard work and you still don't find someone? Uh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a question that deserves to be looked at i mean i am again to put myself out there i felt like i was doing the work i felt like i was you know courting people and all that and then it just felt like it still wasn't uh it still wasn't hitting and you know then go figure i happened to meet Alea, and i'm like oh wow you know three years later uh three years actually in a couple weeks uh that we've been together and it's been three of the best years i've ever had in my life and i'm so grateful for it but there was that point where I was like, wow, everything is bleak. Everything sucks. Love sucks. Bleh. You know, and I think everyone gets to that point. And while Gabby is frustrated at points, it never feels like she hits complete rock bottom like that. She's very resilient. And that is something I think women really need to see more of, which alone warrants this movie's existence. It's very similar. And I'm pulling a very random movie out of my ass here, but... It's very similar to that film, uh, I think Disney did it actually, called uh, Confessions of a Shopaholic, where it really does talk, while, yeah, the script gets kind of insane, the concept of, hey, just because you it's there's a new thing doesn't mean you need it. You know, with uh, Isla Fisher's character going in the credit card debt and everything and really having to pinch pennies for the foreseeable future. That's something I really appreciate about that movie is that it's it's a very real world thing as far as how uh, the world markets to women that women have to deal with that many women may not even realize is a thing with them. So I really appreciated that film for, for, for that. I appreciate this film for talking about the pitfalls uh, of uh, of dating. Like it's a really, it's a very uncomfortable conversation, but I think it's one that needs to be uh had more often uh there's a scene here where she has a one-night stand and she thinks oh wow cool like you know like you can stay the night if you want and he even goes well actually i have to be up you know uh early and it's one of those oh fuck that hurts a lot i believe it's on valentine's day the date was so it's an it's another layer of 
wow, what a dick move. Like there are just those, there are those moments in this film. And I want to point out one more before I get to my final thoughts here. Uh, there's a scene where uh, she's talking to her neighbor who was a professor, I want to say. And they have this conversation. She asks her, you know, did you ever want kids? And the professor immediately retorts back with, uh, retorts back with, you mean, do I regret having kids? And I was like, that's a very, uh, or, or uh, do I regret not having kids? And that, that's an important uh, distinction, you know, and I'm paraphrasing the quote here, but she says, you know, a big part of me wanted to have kids, but a bigger part of me wanted, you know, this. And she points to her department. She goes, you know, fuck it. Uh, I'm breaking the mold and taking the road less traveled. Like, I, I love that. And the film itself starts with Gabby on her 39th birthday takes her to being 40, which, you know, that's, uh, again, a societal thing that we put this huge emphasis on the number 40 for women. Like, oh, God, like, your life starts to, to end after 40, you know? And for Gabby, where she ends up, she ends up, her life, like, almost like the back half of her life really starts at 40. And that's something that I really found beautiful. Um, it, it's said in the trailer, but she talks about how... You know, why should I have to defend my life to a table of strangers talking about her decision to not have kids? She ends up getting a, a doggy who's so cute. Um, I, I love the points where I thought this film was going to take the very, not predictable route, but the very classic rom-com route, especially near the end. There's something they pull at the end that I went, oh, don't do that. And they don't do what I thought they were going to. And it was a really, really pleasant surprise. So getting my final thoughts here, I think this is just something that not, and this is even just limited to women. Like I wouldn't even say like, oh, if you're a woman, you have to see this. Like, I mean, you should, if you're a woman, you should definitely see this. But if, even if you're a, a guy, like, because look, I have friends of mine that are guys who are single, who I, I feel like this film would speak to, but on a societal level, like I said, women are just put through the ringer on this shit. So if you're a woman, I really would recommend that you watch this. This is something you should seek out. And it's well worth your time. If you're a guy, look, I I've been there. Um, if you're just struggling with dating or just struggling with like what you think your purpose is or where you're heading, I would really recommend watching this because it's okay to not know no matter what age you are. Some people figure it out earlier than others. And it's hard. You can't compare your life to other people's because you will drive yourself fucking insane. And at the end of the day, that's really what the movie is speaking to. So I would give this a solid A. I thought this was a great, great movie. It's something I will own and it's something I'll recommend to my friends. Uh, th this was well worth my time and it's well worth yours as well. So guys and gals, have you seen Spinster? Let me know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Spotify at The Real Pineapple. Um, everyone, please make sure you register to vote. Please stay safe out there, um, especially if you're on the West Coast with the fires and everything. We'll have more stuff coming up for y'all soon. Uh, take care of each other and stay safe, guys. We'll talk to you soon.